the Islanders' route to the playoffs, I, I don't think, goes through the wild card. He is not going to uh, lord over a rebuild. The time might play against us, but I'd rather not think that way. I disagree with what I just said. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, episode 181 of Newsday's New York Islanders podcast. Hi, I'm Andrew Gross of Newsday. Thank you for tuning in. On this episode, we're going to go really heavy with your questions in a uh, kind of an extended Andrew's Answers segment. Um, we also have a little bit of audio from Patrick Waugh. Um, and uh, other than that, we'll, we're just going to kind of set up for this March 8th trade deadline, which is fast approaching and trying to d- determine exactly what the best path for the Islanders is. They got four games remaining until the trade deadline, uh, starting with a game Thursday night in Detroit, which is where I speak to you right now, uh, sitting in my hotel. Uh, earlier in the night, uh, I went over to Little Caesars Arena, and because uh, on an off night in Detroit, what else is a hockey writer going to do? I, I went and uh, uh, watched the Capitals lose to the Red Wings uh, 8-3, total dominating performance by the Red Wings, who are a really impressive team, and uh, it's going to be a very tough task for the Islanders on Thursday night, um, and they're coming off a 3-2, uh, another short two-game uh, road trip here, but they're coming off a 3-2 overtime win in Dallas on Monday. That was a, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty decent performance uh, from the Islanders who keep claiming that they are making progress under coach Patrick Waugh, that the systems and the mindset and the culture that Patrick Waugh is trying to instill sort of on the fly here is taking root. Um, The results just have not been there on a consistent basis. In fact, Thursday, the Islanders will be going for, for back-to-back wins. It would mark just their second Two wins in a row since December 13th. Right now, they've only won consecutive games once since December 13th over a 26-game stretch now. The Islanders have only won five of those in regulation. Patrick Waugh sitting at 5-5-3 five, five, and three as the Islanders coach. And... Uh, Time definitely running short for this team as the calendar page will soon flip to March. Like I said, the uh, the uh, trade deadline is on March 8th, uh, and that will be one game into the Islanders' California swing. They, they start out in San Jose on the 7th, uh, and then they go to Anaheim and Los Angeles on the 10th and the 11th. Um, the, the, the problem here is, although, you know, if if you look at the small picture and I'll get to the big picture in a second, right? Um, you look at the small picture, four games until the trade deadline, 
they're probably it's it's probably not going to be definitive within those four games. Now, you, I, Lou Lamarillo, who has the most important voice, all probably have opinions on what the Islanders should do leading into the trade deadline and where exactly this team is. Uh, right now, they're they're on the fringe of the playoff chase. And honestly, the, the Islanders' route to the playoffs, I, I don't think, goes through the wild card. I think they have to track down Philadelphia, and that's going to be a, a, a tough chore for sure. Philadelphia sitting at 69 points in 60 games. The Islanders, 62 points in 58 games. The, the wild card here... Uh, not wild card spot, but the X factor here for the Flyers is does President Keith Jones and GM Daniel Briere go through with their stated plan to to be sellers and to move some of their veteran, perhaps some of their veteran defenseman, Walker, Sealer maybe, um, at the trade deadline? And if so, how does that hurt the Flyers? Um, does that deject the, uh, the the dressing room. Now, John Tortorella has done an amazing job with that group this season. Uh, they're, they're probably a year ahead of where they thought they'd be, and, and certainly losing Carter Hart uh, because of uh, the, the Hockey Canada uh, sexual assault uh, uh, scandal and situation, losing Carter Hart, losing your starting goalie, um, they that has not slowed them down yet either. So, uh, uh, but I, I I don't see the Islanders. I I think the Red Wings are are a lock for the playoffs based on what I saw of them tonight. They they play really really fast. They have goal scores. Shane Gostisbehere had two goals against the Capitals, and he's looking uh, like a younger Shane Gostisbehere when he, he was first coming up with the Flyers. Um, Dylan Larkin we know about. Uh, it, it's just a really, it, it's a deep lineup uh, that GM Stevie Eiserman has, has compiled. They play with a lot of speed. They've won six in a row uh, after beating the Caps. And uh, they're getting really good goaltending from Alex Leon, uh, Lyon. Um, so I, I, I don't see the Red Wings falling out of a wild card spot. If, if you know, um, and in fact, they're only two points behind the Maple Leafs. And uh, look, the, the Panthers, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, the Red Wings. I, I think those are teams definitely going in. And, and I'm throwing the Lightning in there right now too. They're at 69 points in 61 games, even though uh, they lost to the Flyers tonight and they're not getting the top-notch goaltending from Andre Vasilevsky that they've, uh, they've come to expect. And even though Sergachev is injured on the back end, the expectation perhaps is the Lightning go out and get a defenseman um, by the trade deadline, I, I think the Lightning will make the playoffs. So that's five teams in the Atlantic Division. So really, uh, the, the Islanders, if they want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to uh, uh, get into the top three of the Metropolitan Division, and that would be third place because uh, the Rangers and Hurricanes are going to finish 1-2. Um, and, and, and the Islanders still have to jump over 
look, the Capitals, from what I saw tonight, are just a hot mess. Uh, they, they play really, really slowly. Um, Alex Ovechkin is a real defensive liability at this point. Uh, they, they don't have much. Uh, they, Charlie Lindgren, uh, he gave up eight goals, and I can't really say he could be faulted for any of them just based on how wide open the Red Wings were getting all night. Um, but still, uh, the Capitals, 63 points in 58 games. I think they're going to be big-time sellers. I, I don't worry about the Capitals. Uh, the Penguins have slipped ahead of, of the Islanders. They have 62 points in 56 games, so they have two games in hand on the Islanders. The Devils also have 62 points right now, and you, you still keep hearing that Jacob Markstrom might be uh, – Jersey bound, and if the Devils get an elite goalie, um, and if somehow Jack Hughes can uh, uh, start playing more like Jack Hughes, get his health back, um, the the Devils could be a tough uh, hurdle to get past as well. Um, as it stands now, I, I think the Islanders are, are just slightly better than the Devils, um, but I don't say that with much confidence. But still, you know, uh, the, the Islanders have to jump over these teams. Um, so it's really the Devils, Penguins, Capitals, and the Flyers that the Islanders have to move past. Now, I, I, not that this means anything, you know, concrete. And, and certainly uh, it, it does not preclude the Islanders from making the playoffs. But uh, uh, moneypuck.com uh, always has daily playoff chances. And for instance... The Rangers are at 99.9%. They're going to make the playoffs. So I, I checked the Islanders. They were at, uh, what did they were, just over 6.5% uh, today. And that was up uh, before they beat the uh, Stars. They were at 5.7%. So uh, you can take that for whatever kind of barometer you want. Um, but, again, as, as I was talking about, Big picture, little picture. Big picture, we've seen we've seen these Islanders all season. We've seen how they've performed, and we've formed our own opinions. Even though you know, Patrick Waugh has brought something new to the organization, and he's still trying to to change things around. But big picture, there there is a trend here with the Islanders, and it's a, a team that is not winning. Uh, cannot put any kind of winning streak together, cannot win in regulation. Um, so, you know, going into the trade deadline, looking at that bigger picture and looking at the playoff odds, that, that sort of pushes you in one direction as to what this franchise should be thinking. Um, smaller picture, uh, the Islanders are still going to be within points of a playoff position on on uh, March 8th, uh, they would have to lose probably four straight here to, to really definitively say, yeah, this is over. I, I don't expect them to lose four straight going into the, uh, the, the trade deadline. And, and just to go over the schedule, they got Detroit uh, in Detroit, the Red Wings on, on Thursday, and then the the Islanders play uh, the, let's see, we're going into March, right? 
Um, they got the Bruins on Saturday. And look, look at me being a hockey player going game by game and not looking past the next game. But yeah, uh, Saturday night at UBS, you got the Boston Bruins. You got the St. Louis Blues, who just laid a four nothing beaten on the uh, on the uh, Islanders last week uh, in St. Louis. They come to UBS on Tuesday, and then you head out to. Uh, uh, to California. Now, uh, San Jose is one of the worst teams in the league, so you, you sort of suspect um, that the Islanders should be able to get that game, although uh, <laughs> the Sharks coming to UBS, that was one of the worst games of the season for the Islanders. So uh, that that that's leading into the trade deadline. Like I said, I, I, I don't expect them to lose all four, Um but you could certainly lose to the Red Wings and the Bruins, who were uh, um, two playoff-bound teams, and the Bruins looking uh, to, to be first in the Eastern Conference, and so not an easy schedule. Um, and again, you just lost to the Blues. So uh, still, uh, I, I, I don't think you're going to have this definitive, the Islanders are completely 100% out of it by the trade deadline, and I... I do think that's going to entice President and GM Lou Lamarillo to look to add and to uh, bolster this team. As he, you know, we talked to him uh, on the on the last trip. I believe it was in St. Louis where he repeated that he, you know, believes in this group, and uh, he did not sound like he would shy away from trading a, a first round pick if. If he liked the return on it, he talked a lot about looking at where you're going to pick in the first round. And right now the Islanders are probably, uh, depending on where they finish, they're going to be, you know, 12, 13 to 18 or so. Uh, so they're, they're probably not going to have one of the, the higher picks. Um, but if you're picking 13, you, you know, you have to think about that, given that up. But uh uh, anyway, I want to get to more of this in the Andrews Answers segment, but before we do get there, I, I, I wanted to give you this taste of Patrick Waugh and uh, where his head is at uh, coming down the stretch in the season and uh, the, the belief he has in his team. And just to set the scene, uh, this was a pregame chat with him uh, the other day uh, in Dallas and as he was talking, the, uh, the the Islanders, who did not have a morning skate that day, uh, uh, a large group of them sitting or uh, standing around in a circle, kicking the soccer ball. It's that warm-up game where they got to keep the soccer ball in the air by any means. And uh, a lot of laughter, a lot of hugging, a lot of good times. Um, it, it looked like a loose team. So uh, uh, the, the questioning I had, towards Patrick was, you know, what, what value he has from that and, and, and the positivity he sees and uh, maybe a little bit of time running out and how he's handling that. It's natural at this time of the year. Is it helpful to look at the standings? <laughs> um, I don't look too much at the standing. I know the standing, yeah. but I don't look at it as much because the, the urgency is winning a hockey game. And then built on that and then hopefully win the second hockey game and then and then we'll see where we are but as of now i mean you want to play a certain way 
and 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 I would not trade the way you know like last the last couple of games I thought that we played better defensively we break out easier uh and I would not trade that for anything but I mean would I love to have some wins yes but at the same time I mean I think sometimes you, you, you see things and when you see it it takes a little time to, to grow, and, and, and I think this is where we are. I, I, I know it's not a frustration, but, you know, you come in, you're doing what you want to do here. Is there urgency, frustration, whatever you want to no. call it, that that time is might run out before you get to where you want to get this group? Yeah, the time might play against us, but I'd rather not think that way. Right. I'd rather think one day at a time. And, and that's my approach. I mean, we were talking about after winning a big game or losing a big game, be even kill. It's the same thing. I mean, why focusing on things that we do not control? What do we control is what we do at this moment. So I'd rather stay in the present moment than, than going in ahead or behind and, and this and that. I mean, what can we do to, to be better every day? That's the objective. And, and from there, what can we do on that day to continue to, to grow as a group? What kind of value is there to you that you, know, you look out here? The guys are still having fun, right? They're not, they're not tight. They're not, you know, this is not, it doesn't feel like a losing atmosphere, right? What kind of value is there in that? Why would I be, you know, why would it be like that, you know? No, I don't say that to... to, to to be implied or on anything. I mean, yeah. I think you need to be positive. Yeah. You need to go out there because it, it, it's there's a lot of hockey left, mm -hmm. and and I think the key is 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 how you go every night on the ice and believe. I think these guys believe in themselves, and 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 what I like is is doesn't matter. I mean, we what I've been trying to do is is I don't want to put band aids on our things. I want us to play, you know, the, the, the right way. And I'm sure they feel that. I'm sure they feel that they're playing better and better. Unfortunately, like I said, I mean, the results are, are not what we want. But, I mean, I think our guys are, are doing a really good job. I mean, playing the way they've been playing. And then now it's just finding ways. I do believe that with, you know, if we had more confidence against Tampa or St. Louis, we would have won those games. And, and it's just a matter for them to trust them and believe, trust what they do and believe in themselves and, and go out there and play with confidence. So, as I said, a um, bunch of your questions uh, for Andrew's answers, and I wanted to get to as much as possible. Let's just dig in. It's time for your questions with Andrew's answers. We'll start with Ryan, who said, uh, what do you think they do if they sell uh, Brock Nelson and Jean-Gabriel uh, Pajot possible and possible returns? Is Oliver Wallstrom gone? If by who do they acquire? Will they trade the first uh, with a weak market? And uh, these are all overriding questions here. And the one thing Lou Lamarillo said was, because it was pointed out to him, not that he needed any pointing out, how tight... The Islanders were against the salary cap, and he mentioned that uh, he would probably have to move a contract to bring something in. Um, now, if, if you consider the Islanders' buyers, right, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot is probably the, the contract you could look to move out without hurting your team most, because now Brock Nelson, uh, you know, still one of their top three or, you know, still a top goal scorer. 
still a, a top point getter. If you're trading Brock Nelson, you're really hurting uh, your playoff chances. So I don't think Lou goes that route, but I could see Pajot being moved. Uh, I, I really could. He's got a modified no-trade clause. He's signed for another two seasons at $5 million per season. Um, he was a second-line center against the Stars, but honestly, he's uh, been your third-line center, and that's, you know, he, he could probably bring back something. He's a little bit of a, you know, utility knife. He can play in all sorts of situations, penalty kill, power play. Um, and, and I just think he's the piece you could trade to get something back and to move salary. Um, and you still have five centers, really, um, because you got Brock Nelson, you got Matthew Barzell, if you want to move him back, although I, I think Patrick Waugh really likes uh, him playing with Bo Horvat. You, now you got Kyle McLean, who's shown he, is, he can play at the NHL level. Uh, you could move Casey Sezikis up to a third line. You do have options at center to where uh, maybe Jean-Gabriel Pajot could be moved uh, to to open up some space. Um, is Wallstrom gone? I, I, I don't know how much value he is. Maybe he, uh, at this point, he's a, he's a throw-in w- with a deal. Some organization maybe thinks they can... Uh, Reclamate him, but I, I, you, you're not getting a, a good return from him, for him. So, but uh, you know, you get what you get. Um, and if they're buying, who do they acquire? Well, I, I asked Lou Lamarillo whether or not, um, you know, he thought the priority would be up front or on the back end. And, uh, of course, he did not bite on that. I still think they need a scoring wing. They're trying out Brock Nelson as a scoring wing. Uh, and, and, again, just to review, they, Patrick Waugh liked what he saw in Dallas with his revamped lines, which was Bo Horvat in between uh, two natural centermen in Matthew Barzell and Brock Nelson, then Jean-Gabriel Pajot moving up to the second line. Um, with Anders Lee and Kyle Palmieri, and that line was uh, that line was pretty good. Created some good scoring chances, and then uh, uh, on the third line, Sezikis, Holmstrom, Pierre Engvall. Engvall, I think, had four shots. He was moving uh, a little bit better than we've seen of him lately. And then uh, Kyle McLean takes the Sezikis spot on the fourth line with uh, Matt Martin and. And uh, Cal Clutterbuck and Kyle McLean uh, scored a goal. So he's got two goals in eight NHL games. Patrick Waugh really likes that. Um, But I still think they really could use another scoring wing. And, uh, you know, I've beaten this drum for a while. I I would look at Anthony Duclair um, out west. Uh, he's, He's got a cap hit of $3 million. So you'd be able to fit him in a little bit easier. And depending if you could trade Peugeot, maybe you could bring in uh, Duclair and, and another player. One one player who might, I, I asked Lou about uh, bringing in, uh, you know, not that he's a trade, but Robert Bortuzzo has been out um, with, with a high ankle sprain, um, uh, which is what revealed by Patrick Waugh. 
And uh, I asked, you know, whether this is like a free trade, you know, maybe getting Bortuzzo uh, back at some point. And uh, Lou Lamarillo reported that Bortuzzo had suffered a setback, re-injured himself, and now is sort of out indefinitely. So, look, I, I also think the Islanders need some uh, defense depth as well. Um, but that you, you pay a premium for that. Uh, at this time of year. Um, let's see, DJ, uh, DG says, when a new coach comes into town, as a reporter, do you have to quote-unquote tread lightly and build rapport before you can ask some more difficult questions? And uh, yeah, I don't know about treading lightly because I think we've been asking Patrick some pointed questions and uh, he's an easy guy to ask questions of because he answers them. Um, so you feel a little more free to, you know, throw some stuff out at him. And, and at the same time, there is, there, there's back and forth with him. And uh, again, you know, obviously he's going to be compared with Lane Lambert. And look, Lane just did not communicate on the same level with the media the way Patrick has. Um, but yeah, you know, the first couple of press conferences, you don't want to turn this into... Uh, an interrogation because there is, you know, uh, what they say about first impressions uh, do hold true. And, you know, hopefully Patrick's going to be here for a while and hopefully I'm still going to be here for a while. So you don't want to get off necessarily on the wrong foot. Um, Chris Dennehy says, uh, is ownership management putting off a rebuild and letting an aging team tread water because they have to sell 19,000 tickets per game. It's more, look, Lou Lamarillo makes very clear he does not believe in rebuilding. He showed that with the Devils, um, and he, he's showing that now. He, he's, and he doesn't, he doesn't hide from it. He believes every NHL season is sacred and you go for it. And, uh, as long as Lou Lamarillo is here, he is not going to uh, lord over a rebuild. If ownership came to Lou Lamarillo and said, we have to rebuild, Lou Lamarillo would tell him, you've got the wrong guy for the job and leave, honestly. Um, so until Lou Lamarillo is not the GM, there's not going to be a, a full-blown rebuild. Um, Isles fan 777 honest evaluation of Lou at this moment. Well, um, I disagree with what I just said of Lou. I, I, I do think this organization is in need uh, of somewhat of a rebuild. And I, I know it's tough because you got Matthew Barzell in his prime signed to a, uh, for eight years, right? You got Bo Horvat in his prime signed for eight years. You got Ilya Sorokin in his prime signed for eight years. Uh, uh, you're going to move heaven and earth to sign Noah Dobson to a long-term contract. So you've got really good pieces here. So I'm not saying, you know, put the TNT uh, under the, the center ice at UBS and, and, and press down on the trigger. Um, but there, there, there needs to be, you know, I talk about trading Jean-Gabriel Jean Pajot. I, I, I think, you know, Brock Nelson is, he keeps getting better or he, he's gotten to a level. Um, 
but for how long, right? And, and I think uh, I think you're going to have a completely new fourth line next season. Uh, Casey Sezikis will probably still be around. Uh, you know, a rebuild for Lou would not be re-signing Cal Clutterbuck to a one-year deal and and Matt Martin to another one-year deal and, and keeping that line together. you got to start somewhere. you got to somehow get some cheaper... Uh, younger talent into this into this uh, uh, lineup, and I, I don't know that Lou has the mentality to do that. And uh, you know, you you just look at where the Devils were when Lou left the Devils, um, and you're hearing more and more of this around the league. It, it took the Devils a while because. Uh, Lou had signed some veterans to contracts, and, and the the minor leagues were kind of bare when he left. There, there there were not players coming up, and and it it took a long time for the Devils to turn around. And you're hearing around the league, you know, the comparisons being made with, with the Islanders right now and the Devils at the end of Lou's run there. So. Um, Alex says, any buzz about John Gabriel Pajot, Semyon Varlamov, or Brock trades? Uh, love them, but we can't parade into next year with the same squad. Need to start rebuilding the minors. Agree, 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 but no. Uh, I, well, first of all, there's, there's never any buzz around the Islanders because Lou keeps things in-house so well and... and intimidates, uh, and I mean that affectionately, he intimidates other GMs and and agents and scouts into not revealing anything they might know. And also, they usually don't know stuff because uh, Lou Lamarillo keeps his own counsel. So there's usually not buzz. You know, like there was no buzz about Patrick Waugh coming in as a coach. None. And that, that was almost unprecedented. But, you know, I, I just talked about uh, my feelings on maybe trading uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Uh, just knowing how Lou thinks Simeon Varlamov is not going anywhere. And, and if you trade Brock, you're giving up really on this season and, and Lou's probably uh, almost certainly not going to do that. Gail R. says... Uh, if you were the GM, what moves would you make? Be specific. I mean, I, I think I was previously. I, I would, again, not to pick on Jean Gabriel Pajot, and I hope it doesn't sound that way, but I think he is a, a tradable part right now. And, um, and, and this is not a, a, a second guess or, you know, me saying this now. I, I think I said it on the podcast last off season, I know I said it to some people in the Islanders organization that I, I would have traded Jean-Gabriel Pajot last off season. Um, just, again, for contract reasons and because you are deep at center and because that's the one piece that could really be moved. Um, so I, I would look to trade him, open up some cap space. I'd bring in Anthony Duclair if I could. Um, I know that's probably not pushing the meter to, to winning the Stanley Cup. I would have really liked Alex DeBrincat. And again, being at the Red Wings game today, I, I really would have liked to have seen Alex DeBrincat in, a, in an Islanders jersey, but he really wanted to be in Detroit. Um, but you need a, a scoring wing. 
And so I, I think that all ties together. Um, Kurt Green says um, the best goalie in Bridgeport this year is Henrik Tikkanen. What's his contract status? Um, Cap Friendly doesn't show him signed to an NHL contract. And no, uh, that's because he's not. Um, I, I, I think it's a one-year deal, but I, I know for a fact it, it's a straight AHL deal. Um, and I, I believe this is his second straight uh, one-year AHL deal. Um, he may have signed for more than one year, but I, I think he is on a, a one-year AHL deal at this point. Um, the commission says uh, bottom six forward product productivity is down considerably this year. Clearly noticeable the past 10, 15 games. Does it seem like there's too much focus on not making mistakes uh, versus providing intangible value? Example, big hits, energizing crowd, keeping, getting, keeping it deep, uh, shots on goal, etc. Um, I, I just, I don't think it's a focus on not making mistakes. I, I just think uh, the, the years have caught up uh, with, well, certainly, you know, Cal Clutterbucks had a, a really good season. Um, but as a whole, uh, you know, Casey Sezekis has been in and out of the lineup. And uh, uh, Matty Martin, uh, you know, he still provides moments, um, but he has not been as consistent uh, as, as he's been in the past. Um, I, I, you know, Simon Holmstrom... He has 13 goals, but he's not a goal-scoring machine. Peugeot, you know, chips in here and there. It's 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 just not a very. Uh, they they need help in their bottom six too. Honestly, um, I it, but it's not a focus on on not making mistakes. They just you know they have trouble getting the puck deep. That's just who they are at this point. Um, uh, I got two of the same questions. Dolphins and Islanders and Joseph Duhame both asked, do you see the Islanders as buyers or sellers? And again, uh, uh, knowing Lou, he's going to look to add, not subtract. Um, or he's, I, I should say, he's going to look to help the Islanders make the playoffs this season. He is not going to uh, uh, sell off parts, uh, I, I do not believe. Um, let's see, Michael Glennon says, do you think Jacob Chikrin could be traded to the Islanders? Uh, again, uh, you know, now, do, do the Senators want J.G. Pajot back? Because that would open up some cap space. But you would probably have to throw in a first-rounder uh, along with Pajot. Um, and, but, uh, or the, the Senators could be looking for a prospect as well. Um, and I'm not quite sure the Islanders' prospects are, are as enticing as maybe some other organizations. Uh, are you going to offer Matt Maggio? And how enticing is that? Are you going know, you know, to offer Isaiah George or Cale Odelius? How enticing is that, really? Um, so I, I, I don't see Chikrin uh, coming to the Islanders. And, and just to backtrack, 
back to Debrinkat. I, I believe when, when the Islanders kicked the tires uh, on Debrinkat before the Senators traded him to the Red Wings, I, I think Pajot was... Uh, amongst the uh, the conversation there, I don't think it interested the Senators at that point. Um, Phil says, what is your opinion on a retool? Um, and if that's like a rebuild, um, yeah, I think it's something the organization needs. I don't think it's something the organization is going to get uh, for the reasons I, I've sort of already mentioned. Uh, Mike says, so two years ago in a similar situation, Lou had the opportunity to move some guys and did nothing. Do you think two years removed from that deadline, he learned his lesson and this time he looks to move some guys in order for it to be easier over the summer to retool? Look, I I will say this. Um, Say the Islanders lose in Detroit and, and, and they lose to Boston. And then they they lose to St. Louis, okay? Uh, They lose their next three. Does Lou go to a guy like Cal Clutterbuck or Matt Martin, knowing that there's a good chance those guys are are, are probably not coming back next season, perhaps? Because Lou is loyal to his players. He could go to them and say, would you like a chance to be traded to a team that is certainly going to make the playoffs for, you know, so you can get to the playoffs this year. Um, I could see Lou doing that. Um, again, only if they, they, they lose out going into the trade deadline. Um, I'm not so sure I see either Matt Martin or Cal Clutterbuck wanting to leave under that, you know, hypothetical scenario. So it's just tough for me to see Lou being a seller in any scenario I dream up. Um, Joey Calzone, hashtag RepBX, says, being around the team, what would you say the biggest difference is when it comes to the vibe of the team uh, since the takeover of Patrick Waugh? And uh, look, there's no doubt that they are more upbeat. I think they had come to the point under Lane Lambert where they realized under his stewardship they were not making progress and they were treading water, if not sliding backwards. And and I think the players had gotten to the point where that was being tuned out and it was not as upbeat. Patrick Waugh demands (laughs) upbeatness, if if that is a word. Um, He is a very, you know, intense but positive a uh, coach who has a ton of respect in the room for the playing career he had, and, and that can't be overlooked. So, um, yeah, I, I just think the, the, the biggest vibe is that Patrick Waugh came in and said, there are problems here, whereas, uh, you know, the Islanders... Uh, under Lane were still going under this belief that they were the same team that had reached the Eastern Conference Finals uh, in 20 and 21. And I I don't think there was a reality check. And, you know, the other thing you heard was it had gotten uh, a little bit of a country club uh, there. Uh, Players were just very comfortable. And uh, you could see, I mean... There was reason for that because everyone, you know, 
Pierre Engvall gets a seven-year deal. Scott Mayfield gets a seven-year deal. Everyone gets a long-term deal. So uh, it, it was natural for, for people to get a little bit comfortable. I, I think Patrick Waugh has made it a little bit more uncomfortable, and I say that in a good way just because he... He, he sort of said to him, you know what, you're not competing as hard as you think you are. You're not, the culture isn't as good as you think it is. So uh, anyway, um, uh, Will Forthman says, seems the Islander scouts have been at Ottawa games lately with Pajot for Pinto, one for one makes sense. And uh, from an Ottawa standpoint, I, I don't think so, not at all. No, uh, you would need more uh, from the Islander standpoint. OMG, um, Islander says Islanders don't have ads on their home helmets or either jersey. They obviously can't find corporate takers with all the years of spending to the ceiling. Should we be worried that ownership gets cheap again? Also, no playoff revenue two out of the last three years. Uh, Quick eggs in 23 um, no, I, I'm, I'm not worried about ownership getting cheap. That's one thing I'm not worried about. Let's see. Uh, Isles Rule says, I'm afraid Lou will trade his first-round draft pick like he always does for a short-term rental, which is not true. Uh, the the first-round picks, by the way, uh, that have gone out have yielded Kyle Palmieri, uh, Pajot, um, Bo Horvat and Alex Romanov. Those are the four first-round picks that have gone out. So those, you know, uh, yes, Bo Horvat had to sign an extension, um, but he did. And the same for Kyle Palmieri and the same for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. So, no, those were not rentals. Um, but anyway, the point is uh, uh, the Islanders are rated as the worst farm team in the NHL, how can this franchise have a future doing this every year? And that goes to what I was talking about, uh, that I think it is time for a little bit of a rebuild. Let's see. Um, Legacy Sports here um, was asking about um, uh, the Islanders and been scouting Seattle and Ottawa. Those teams have older guys like Eberle and Tarasenko. Do you think the Islanders would be going after young guys with little control instead of older renters? Um, and look, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't see Tarasenko coming here um, because he is looking for a contract extension and he's looking for money and he's thirty two. Um, uh, Jordan Eberle, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just throw that away. Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't naturally discount that. Um, let's see. And then Corey Free says, huge if, if Elias Pettersson wanted out in the summer and named the Islanders as a destination of interest, is the cost higher than what we would have to offer? Um, at this point, I would say yes. I, I don't know that the Islanders have uh, the minor league assets to, to, to make that deal. Um, let's see. And then, because uh, we're running out of time here, um, I will just go to the last question I see, which is, uh, Hockey Sensei PhD 
um, of hockey's dark arts, thoughts of making Bo Horvat the captain. That would suppose that Anders Lee is not here, and uh, I wouldn't. Going into this offseason, I I think an Anders Lee contract buyout um, has to be on the table as well. Um, So if if Anders is not here, I think Bo Horvat is is a natural uh, candidate to be the next captain. Uh, He was out in in Vancouver. I, I also think, you know, he would be, this would be jumping things. Um, but Noah Dobson, uh, I would give a lot of thought and consideration to slapping a C on, on Noah Dobson's, uh, jersey because that's what he's growing into for this team. But, um, I am essentially running out of time here and uh, I appreciate everyone who submitted a question. Sorry if I, I, I did not get to yours, um, but we will be doing this again. Uh, before the trade deadline, very hopefully. And uh, uh, for all Islanders content, you know to go to newsday.com backslash aisles. And until the next episode of Newsday's Island Ice podcast, happy hockey, everybody.